0: You know, being that we all had to go through the pandemic, one of the gifts of COVID that I took advantage of was letting my agent know I was going to take a break from acting. It was a perfect time to get my health and side passion in check. During that time, I started reading with and coaching actors, and I fell in love with it so much, I decided to become an audition coach and do it for Reels Reels. I never knew coaching would be one of my side jams. I have to say, as I would consistently coach actors on a day-to-day basis, I began to notice common themes that actors would do, and I would need to step in and help coach them through it. Being a casting director at one point, I knew that they wouldn't book the room or job if we didn't course correct. What I would experience from actor to actor were the same what I call the five blocks to booking. I had to do something about it to help, so I created a free audio lesson to help actors prep for their auditions. If you feel like you are giving it your all in your auditions, but you're still not booking the room or booking the job, or you're getting frustrated with the process, go to fiveblocksabooking.com and help yourself get out of your own way. There could be something you're missing and not realizing that you too are doing. I'll put the link in the show notes for you. Get into a flow with your auditions. Go to fiveblocksabooking.com and get to booking. Hi, and welcome to the Actors Flow podcast, where the well-being of actors... I am your host Talia Toms and in today's episode, the very first episode, I am going to share a little backstory with you where acting all started for me, how I ventured into being on the other side of the camera as an assistant agent, casting director, and casting assistant, When acting continued and my journey from market to market before ending up in LA, I also share how my health and booking journey led me to create The Actors Flow and on to becoming an audition coach. All right, on to the show. You know, it's funny. I didn't know I wanted to be an actor and for sure I didn't know I wanted to pursue an acting career until in my 20s. My first production I ever was in was in You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, and I got to play Peppermint Patty. I was 8 years old, and I remember during that audition the the feelings that I was starting to have in my body. I I, I remember feeling it, and I didn't know what was going on, but as I look back, I know that meant I was in the zone. I also didn't know that that meant I had a gift for acting either. Again, I just, I knew I was enjoying myself at least, but I had no idea that meant one day I was going to be an actor and go after an acting career. So that's, that was me in a nutshell of acting when I was really little. And then when I was in my teens, I went to a modeling convention for a contest and out of 400 models there, we had to do a runway and we had to do a commercial. We had to read a commercial and I created, I wrote my own commercial, I remember, and it was for Hershey kisses. I will spare you. <laughs> Although I think it's cute. But I remember making up a commercial and then performed it and one of one of the judges was the director of Still Magnolias. So what? I I remember thinking that was a big deal, but I I had no clue where that I would actually win. Um, and be in first place. But I wrote this commercial for Hershey Kisses, and I won, lo and behold, out of 400 contestants. So from there, I went to, it was time to go to college. And because I wrote my own commercial, and I won, I said, huh, Okay, so perhaps my major should be advertising. So I went to UNC Chapel Hill. Whoop, whoop, what's up, Tar Heels? And I got into the School of Journalism, and my major was advertising. And you know what's funny, though? I kid you not, three months before I graduated, I went on a field trip, and we... Went to the ad agency who would make the Just Do It Nike commercials, and we're at we're all at this table, this deciding table of you know where they're coming up with all the ads and stuff. So it was a pretty big deal. I took that in, I was like, This is so cool! We're in the actual room where they're making decisions about the Just Do It ads and for Nike. And what's crazy is though, in that moment, I knew that that's not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. I I didn't like the idea of trying to come up with different ads in order for me to keep my job. So luckily, though, while I was in college, I actually taught runway classes on the weekends. And I noticed I had an eye for talent. There was a young lady in there she was one of the models and I remember speaking to the owner of the agency I was with them too I would do some modeling um jobs for them too and act act. oh my gosh I did I did another commercial I sure did so I did have three acting jobs before well not maybe not jobs but three times of acting because that competition was not a job but I did dabble in some acting before I knew I wanted it to be something that I wanted to truly pursue. But I remember speaking to the owner and I was like, I really think this girl in my class, I think she could, you know, make it big. And the next week or so, I remember her coming up to me, and she literally told me she got a contract with a New York agency, modeling agency, and they wanted to send her to Europe. And I was like, boom, called it. I knew it. And so I just began to to realize that I had an eye for talent, which was a good thing because, again, it was just three months away from graduation, and I had no idea what i wanted to do with my life when i was making that decision sitting at that 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 awesome table of decision making i made a decision for myself i'm like this is not what i want to do but since i realized that i had an eye for talent what began to start to start to swim in my head was the fact that i wanted to be a casting director or I wanted to work at a talent agency. I wanted to own my own talent agency was my goal. So I could help other models and actors get work because I knew I had an eye. So I ended up at an agency. I put out resumes to to D.C., to Atlanta, to L.A., New York. And I ended up at an agency in Atlanta and... This is where I began to do assistant agent work, agents work. So I was an assistant agent, I was also the receptionist. I said it I set up the I set out up front when the actors came in, I was the first thing they saw. I'm telling you guys right now, ble be super nice to the receptionist because we do have a lot of clout and a lot of say. So I'll just say, please be nice to the receptionist and treat them with the same respect and admiration that you do with your agent or the director of the agency because we matter too, trust me when I say that. So, yeah, I was was an assistant agent and I would help run a lot of the casting sessions. I would also help submit some of the talent. Sometimes the... The agent, the head agent, well, she actually was the director of the agency. She would give me a list of talent to pull for, to audition. And then also sometimes I would pull the talent. And it was really cool. You know, you get the breakdown of what the casting director is looking for and you, you know, it it was really cool to be, you know, leaned on Talia, we need talent for this. And for me to know the talent in my head and get the wheels in my head turning. Okay, I believe this person's going to be good for it. this person, this person. So I did that. And I have to say, I when I would run the cast in sessions, oh my gosh, they would always run over because (laughs) it was so hard for me not to give direction or to give, to basically coach them through the scene because I knew I had, I knew they had more in them than what they were giving. And I knew it, it, it wasn't what the part was calling for. So they would always run over and she was like, Talia, we got to go faster in there, the director of the agency. So so I, I, little did I know that that's what I would do in the future, um, be my own be be my own casting director at one point I let's see after the agency it came to a point where a girl needed benefits I needed benefits okay I needed health insurance so I started working at a production company and I also was receptionist there but I also though created a job for myself and it was to be a casting director for all the producers at the production company it was really cool I was very proud of myself to create that one because receptionist that was not that was (laughs) that was not making a girl happy so I created my own role and I talked to them all and you know next thing I know I'm I'm getting a breakdown from the producers of what they were looking for. And then I would call on different agencies and say, hey, I need this and I need this and I need this. And then I would take home, I would take home the list of actors that they, they would send me over. Back then, guys, this is when head, headshots were still around at this time. And I would go through, I would stay up late. I remember going to bed at like 12, 1 o'clock and I would go through all the headshots that they sent over to me and I would choose who I wanted to bring in for the audition. And then I would run the casting session. I didn't, I didn't, this time I was, I had it down a little bit better to give direction really quick and not give too and not get in there and just coach everybody up under the sun. So the producers were happy with that. But yeah, so I landed in casting quite, quite, quite early on being in Atlanta. And after that, that production company went under. So I was laid off and I then was a casting assistant for a commercial casting director. And that was a lot of fun. I got to see, it was so cool to work behind the scenes of of the entertainment industry because it got I got to see that producers are real people, casting directors are real people. They go through the same real stuff that we do, you know, or we or we can I can see actors sometimes getting their, you know, just getting all these balls and nerves and, you know, around producers or casting directors when at the end of the day, you know, they are people too you know so so yeah so i did casting assistant from with her and the, a lot of the talent already knew me so they would do a lot of talking to me and trying to get little tips before they went in but we ran the sessions i would do sometimes i would read read with the talent and or just run the camera to make sure everything was running smoothly for the cast and director and it was cool to sit in there with the clients when the clients would come so I could hear those conversations too so I've been really blessed to work behind the scenes as well now you know when you're in this industry I don't care if you're talent or if you're you know if you're if you're working in casting the money is just not the, you you really have to build your career to make a lot of money. So I would always have at least two jobs, if not more while living in Atlanta to make ends meet. Let's just be real <laughs> let's just be real. This the majority of the time while I've been pursuing my acting career and even before that I would hold down at least two jobs. Um, I and at one time I was doing up to like five different part-time jobs. So, and I remember when I was working at the agency, a lot of the talent would say, Talia, you should be, you should be in front of the camera. You should be talent. And sometimes even the director of the agency would ask me if she wanted, you know, if I wanted her to put me out for things. And I was like, I guess, okay. So once I became an assistant with casting, I decided to get headshots and a modeling comp card And I remember specifically when I went to a modeling, to my agent at the modeling agency, he told me, he was like, he said, you know, Talia, modeling is great, but where you can really bring in some money for yourself is if you begin to do commercials and so he suggested for me to go to acting class. And I was like, what? I don't know about that. I just, <laughs> I just was not into it. I, I was like, ah, acting class. But I, I took his advice. So I did enroll and guys, oh my goodness. I, I remember doing this one improv scene with an, with an actor and The laughter that I was getting, me just being myself, honestly, in the scene, and the laughter that I was getting, come on, please. It's just like anytime you do theater or even runway, that instant feedback that you can feel off of the audience. It is such joy. It's such such a win. It just feels amazing and awesome. So I have to say that is when I was bit by the bug. I I knew then, I was like, okay, there's something to this acting thing. I liked it a lot more than I did modeling. I enjoyed modeling, but I really, I really, there's more to do with acting. And so that really started to get my attention. And while I was, let's see, I stopped working with the cast and director. And so from here, I went back to the agency that I used to work with in Atlanta. I'm not going to name drop. Uh, I try not to do that, but I went back to that agency and I I they wanted me to be the director of new faces. And I love this opportunity t- because this is where, you know, when actors would send in their submissions, it was me who was calling the shots, who would come in for an interview and be on our roster. I would look at the you know, I would look at their headshots, I would look at I would look at their resumes and I would be and I would know what we were needing and I would have an instant feel who would come in and bring us money. I remember one talent The director of the agency, she didn't agree with me to bring her in, but I'm like, no, I'm telling you, look at her look, look at her resume. And the owner of the agency, she was on the same page with me. So long story short, we brought her in, she became talent, and it was so exciting because within that first year, she became the top earner out of all the talent. And it it just, the gift just kept on being right there in my face that I had an eye for talent. Hey guys, let me ask you, do you feel like you are constantly on a rat race in a hamster wheel pursuing your career with nothing to show for it? I too have been there. I was running in my hamster wheel like a champ, trying to make it, doing everything that was suggested for me to do. I did it. Like taking an acting class, check, submitting, check, marketing, networking, check, and check. I did workshops, check. I even said affirmations on a daily basis, check. What did I get in return? Nothing, nada, zilch. I started to question if it was all worth it, though quitting was not the answer either. However, I decided to stop doing all the doing and began to refocus my attention on being my best self in my everyday life. I began to live in what I call a flow. A sense of peace, purpose, and happiness came about me, and I allowed acting opportunities to flow to me versus me hunting them down. If you feel like you are on that same hamster wheel and are getting nothing in return, you've reached burnout, or perhaps you are new to pursuing your acting career and would like to avoid the hamster wheel and burnout altogether. I encourage you to grab a copy of my interactive flow guidebook and learn through my stories of struggles and defeat and learn how I created a flow strategy in my life and career. Yep. I said no more to all the doing for my acting career, which led me to book two pilots and a supporting role in an HBO film all in one month. Now, I don't say that to brag, but to show you there's another way. In this guidebook, I walk you through a six-part flow strategy with an interactive process for you to have some structure around your life and career to live and pursue them in a way you truly desire and in which will afford you to begin to book. Just head on over to theflowguidebook.com to grab your copy and begin to find your flow today. I'll put a link in the show notes for you. Be done with all the busy work, getting less, and truly live and book more. So I was director of new faces, and that was a lot of fun. And then I would work with all the talent, letting them know, you know, we need to get new headshots because these are not working for us. And they would come in, I would tell them which ones were not working, which ones were who we wanted them to go shoot with, with all that good stuff. And not only during that time, like I said, I had two two to five jobs, <laughs> you know, while living in Atlanta and other markets, to be honest. And I opened up my own consulting company because I wanted to help models and actors find representation. I called it Eyes on You Consulting. I remember this. And so, and I, I had a good success rate too, actually. And I just, I just helped them along their way, you know, getting the materials that they needed, creating a list of agencies that they could submit, just basically handling, handling their career from beginning until up until that they got representation. I had a hundred percent success rate. It was, it was so great. I, I felt I was so much in love with being behind the scenes, but I will say, though, being in front of the camera, that was starting to pick up for me. I literally, before leaving the Atlanta market, like, I really began to book. I Before leaving there, I had five commercials running at once. It was, it's like, whoa. And I just kind of sat back and reflected. And I was like, I, I really want to take, see how far I can go with this acting thing, So after Atlanta, I went to the Chicago market because I was too afraid to go to LA or New York just yet. I was like, nope, let me go to another smaller market, but that seems a little bigger, although there's a lot more work in Atlanta than there is Chicago. But I felt like, well, I'm going somewhere different and a little bigger. At least the city was. And I did super well in Chicago. I I went there for acting, but lo and behold, the I, I also would meet with modeling agencies, and lo and behold, I got so many, I got so many offers on the modeling end, and modeling took off for me. It was really surprising. Again, I went there to to be an actor, but modeling took off for me, and it was so helpful because it was a, another way of earning money, and just also building you know, my confidence, because let's just be real. When we get, when we get booked or put on a veil, pinned, whatever, it, it builds, it shoots up our, it helps our confidence skyrocket. So while I was doing that, I knew I didn't want to go out to LA or New York until I got my SAG card. And I ended up booking, a movie in Chicago that helped me get my SAG card because I did book some commercials in Chicago and did some industrials. So I joined AFTRA first and then I ended up joining SAG after I did the after I did the movie. So it was really exciting. I I was like oh boy this means I'm going somewhere with my acting career. I could just feel it. I just had this great momentum going, and I don't. I don't tell you guys that I was, you know, doing so well as talent in these markets to brag or anything like this. No, I want you to hear how I was very blessed in these smaller markets. So like we were friends. I had no problems getting representation. I had no problems booking. So when I decided that L.A. was where I wanted to move to next, I tell you, I ate humble pie like no other. So I'm thinking because I'm in the Chicago market and it was so much love for me on the modeling front, I was like, you know what, let me start from that end first and then I'll go after, you know, acting, agents for acting. And I kid you not, I got six doors slammed in my face. (laughs) for modeling. I could not get a modeling agency to save my life. I finally ended up with one, but they were in Orange County. Although I did do some jobs for them, some runway and print, but I, yes, six doors slammed in my face. It was no joke. Oh, it was so humbling and so hurtful. I, I then did a casting call and got it was a big casting call to get in with this agency, a commercial agency. But I did get chosen. Yay. So I did a good audition and with that agency, I I booked I booked a print job and I had 7 avails for commercials. I kid you not. I thought I was doing great. But oh no, they ended up dropping me. I'm like, "What? I got 7 avails and I booked a job." But it it was not good enough for them, and so <laughs> I was dropped. So, I've had my stories of mismatched a representation in L.A. It is L.A. was especially in the beginning was such a journey for me, and I finally found my match in L.A. and it was great. I, I I couldn't be more grateful to finding finding this this agent, and she wanted to. She, she saw something in me and brought me on. I didn't even have, I didn't have TV credits at the time, but I put together a reel with some of the theatrical, I, there was a couple of um, theatrical productions that I was in. I put that on a reel. I sure did. I also shot a short. I put that on the reel and luckily she saw talent and wanted to bring me on. And that's who I got my first Co star role with my first reoccurring, and also my first, um, gosh, my first guest star as well. So, yes, so we did really good, great work together. And I will say, over this time, I started, I, gosh, I, I forgot to tell you this part. I was also very humbled in LA. I would, I would work up to five different jobs trying to make ends meet. It is no joke living in L.A. It is so expensive. And I was doing such the starving artist lifestyle that my health actually started to go down. And I, I had to shift my focus to make sure I was going to be okay health-wise so I could pursue a career. So... I did a big shift just to get my health on track and and being that I was able to get my health on track I had this I had this you know I had this idea of and honestly a calling I felt to help other people with their health and fitness because I was able to get my health back on track and it was so it was so helpful it was scary to to think gosh my you know to where my health was at that time to to not feel like I was going to act again or or just not being able to get behind it so I did get my health back on track and I was like you know what I I want to help people with their health and fitness for for a living too so I began to do that and honestly while that was taking place when I my health went down Also, I began to, I just, I kept burning myself out, riding on this hamster wheel and, and burning, what are the, what is it, burning the wick at both ends. I, I was just doing myself in trying to make it as an actor out here in LA and I said enough. I got to a point where it was too much because I didn't like the way it was affecting my health. And so I shifted my focus and priority to making sure my health was on the up and up and me helping other people with their health and fitness. And I took care of other areas in my life too. And guys, I I honestly, I I stopped taking acting classes. I stopped stopped doing everything that I was suggested for me to do for my acting career and I just focused on my health and I focused on other areas of my life that too needed some attention and lo and behold I kid you not that is when I began to book. It's it's like that whole laws of attraction when you're not holding on so tightly anymore and you, and you let go that's when things come back to you. That's where, that's why, that's where I found, you know, found what I call my flow. It's why I created and founded the actor's flow because I, because I was like, oh my gosh, I, I sat back and I was like, I have booked my first, my first co-star. I have booked two pilots i have booked an hbo film it was just really starting to happen for me and i wasn't in an acting class i wasn't sending out postcards i wasn't saying affirmations every day i wasn't doing any of the things that i was told to do in order for me to make it i wasn't networking thank god oh my god not a fan of that you know other than just you know creating relationships is now the way I roll with that. But it's why I I just sat back. I was like, how did all this happen? I, I really just took a, a moment to sit back to see how it all happened. And I wanted to give back. I wanted to teach other actors because I did myself in on the other end. Now, I'm not saying, please know that I'm not saying don't do anything for your career. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I am saying have have a balance in life where you're living your life, where you're taking care of your career, where you're taking care of your finances. Have a balance in life so you're not running yourself you know down down to the wire it's not healthy mind body spirit soul is just not healthy so I become very passionate about getting this message out to other actors and you know coaching them through it and just helping them find that flow in their life too. finding more structure around their life and career and making it cohesive so there's a lot of love and a lot of flow there Because yes, we love being actors And yes, we want an acting career But it is not It's not the end all be all So And then The pandemic hit So fast forward to the pandemic hit And I'll be honest I actually told my agent I wanted to take time off I wanted to get my health in check Once again, life happened And my health came up again So I wanted to get my health in check and also my side passion and my finances to be honest and I started reading and coaching actors and fell in love with it oh my gosh I had no idea that coaching audition coaching actors was going to be a side jam of mine but it absolutely is it's it's a lot of fun so I keep finding myself behind the scenes and also in front of the scenes but it's, it's so much love I, I enjoy both ends of it I really do so guys that is my that is my story a little backstory for you in a nutshell if you want to learn more about it I go in more detail on my website I'll put a link in the show notes for you um, so you can see, you know, why I started the Actors Flow and doing actor flow sessions, what I what I call basically consulting, consulting actors on their career and their life. If you want to read more about it, I'll put it in the show notes. Okay, guys, that is it. That is my little backstory for you in a nutshell. If you have any questions, feel free to contact me. You can contact me by going to theactorsflow.com, the contact page. Hit me up and I'll talk to you later. Hey, if you enjoyed the episode, just do me a favor and double check to make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. And it would mean a lot to me if you would rate, share, and review and tell me specifically what you liked about the episode. All right, until next time, my friends, go find your flow, shine, shine,